Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. I think investing in scale is really the way that you need to go. It's amazing how real estate provides you such a wonderful opportunity to invest in an asset that's potentially safe as long as you have the right guardrails. (laughs) and your criteria for choosing it. Welcome to the Best Ever Show, the world's longest-running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Best Ever listeners, welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Slocum Reed, and today I'm here with Nathan Waldorf. Nathan is joining us from Chattanooga, Tennessee, he is with Waldorf Capital Ventures, which buys B and C class value add apartment buildings with 100 plus units. He is also a realtor and his wife, Ida, is a developer. In their current portfolio, they are general partners on 836 units with five of their apartment buildings being in Dallas, the rest being within an hour and a half of Chattanooga. They're also limited partners on over 2000 units. Nathan, can you tell us a little more about your background and what you're currently focused on? Yeah. Well, first, thanks for having me. I really appreciate you having me on the show, Slocum. So my background is I've been in residential real estate since 2005. My family's been in real estate since the 20s in our area, in Chattanooga, Tennessee area. So I'm still selling residential real estate. My wife and I founded Waldorf Capital Ventures, and that's a This year, we've just been underwriting a lot. We've been looking at properties in Knoxville, Nashville, Chattanooga, and even some on the northern end of Atlanta. But it's kind of wild. There's this space right now between what sellers want to sell for and what makes sense for a buyer to pay for an apartment right now and have a healthy business. When did you all acquire your first 100 plus unit apartment property? I think we got our first one in early 2020. We had done a lot of small single family, multifamily up till then, created some awesome partnerships with folks who had been in the business, been doing multifamily longer than we had. And we helped raise equity and purchase a building in Duncanville, Texas, which is kind of right outside of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Since you've been doing a lot of underwriting, is the 
not necessarily lack of deal flow, but is the lack of deals that are meeting your underwriting criteria the reason why you're looking at so many markets now in the surrounding areas of Chattanooga? Yeah, we've always wanted to buy closer to home with several of our properties being in Texas. So Texas has an immense amount of apartment inventory and our area doesn't quite have as much inventory. So one of our big criteria in buying an apartment building is that they're just great economic drivers and great population growth. So Chattanooga is growing a lot, which is great, but Nashville's got some insane growth that's going on and Knoxville's had some great population growth. Their rent growth has really been pretty impressive the last few years. And we're so close to Atlanta that they also have a really good, healthy market in every aspect. That's just why we've been looking in those areas. What are your underwriting guidelines? Are you underwriting to a roughly five-year hold period with a preferred return and targeted IRR for investors? Yeah, it's typically a three to five year hold is what we're looking at and value add. So we're looking to raise rents over time, raise the NOI. Our hope is to be somewhere around about a 90% return in five years. We like to see at least a 5% return per year on folks' money. Yeah, that's a pretty competitive space that you're in. On the deals that are hitting your inbox, Nathan, are you seeing that they are selling to other investors, or are you seeing the sellers are just not getting the offers that they need in order to sell right now? I've seen both. I've seen some where I was surprised what folks were willing to pay for a property that didn't pencil in for us. I've also seen a lot of them go back to the drawing board where sellers couldn't get what they want for their property. So they decided to refinance or maybe hold longer. Have you all gone full cycle on any of your deals yet? Not yet. We've got several that we're doing the lifts on right now where we stabilize the assets. It's a big part of why we've joined up with partners who have gone full cycle on several deals. Folks that have been doing it for 10 years or so and really piggybacked off a lot of their experience. And we've got a ton of our own experience managing our own properties and managing our own assets. When you have co-GP'd the way you did with the five properties in Texas, what is your specialty within the general partnership? We help with some of the asset management. My wife's really good at design, so she's helped with a lot of the redesign work. And yeah, I've helped raise equity and bring in investors into those properties. So investor relations and asset management, is there anything particular within asset management? We've more just been overseeing the property manager and making sure they're hitting their goals. Sometimes you got to make changes if your property manager isn't hitting their goals and find one that will hit the goals that we need to hit. Nathan, thus far in your experience, a lot of asset managers experience difficulty with their property manager or the first property manager Mm -hmm. that they hire for a property. In your experience, have you had any property managers right the ship after the ship has gone wrong when they start hitting the metrics that ideally they helped set for themselves. Have you had any property managers actually come through and be able to accomplish the business plan that's been set out after falling behind? Yeah, we've got one right now. And I would say we're in the middle of writing the ship, as you said. 
So we have really good confidence with them and have had them on other properties where they have righted the ship. That's just been on one property where we've had to do that. Our other properties, we've had really good property managers that have killed it. You always have stuff where you find something that you don't like and you talk to the manager about it. And they, most of them will make an adjustment to make the property better, make the turns better and make occupancy better. The one manager that we had to kind of part ways with, they didn't seem to like making adjustments. So, so that's why we moved on to a company that's very good at turning around properties from the experiences that some of our other co-GPs have had and even other investor friends have had. Tell me more about your portfolio outside of Texas. Most of what we have right now in Tennessee, we've got about 16 units that we own where we started in, in investing that are mostly triplexes, duplexes, our smaller units. Some of them we built. We built a quadplex, townhome quadplex from the ground up, but are hoping to get into something a little bigger, 100 units or more, somewhere around there, closer to home in Tennessee. We're recording in the second quarter of 2023. Nathan, I'm not sure what the right word here is. What are the biggest struggles or the biggest fluctuations that your Texas portfolio has experienced? Let's call it in the last four quarters, in the last year. Well, luckily, our whole GP team, we had a lot of experience as well as had done our homework before getting into apartment buildings, and we put a lot of safeguards in place. So obviously for everybody, the changing interest rates with some of our loans had been bridged debt, so it wasn't fixed rate, but we had cap rate insurance on those. So I think our biggest challenges really have been in keeping occupancy up. Most of our properties have achieved really good occupancy. We've had one that's been a little more interesting, the occupancy of. And right now we're mostly buying with fixed rate debt, which in several of our properties we did as well. So we really haven't had too many problems with the raising expenses. When you say fixed rate debt, what does that look like for your properties? Two of them, we got agency debt. I think they're both 10-year loans. And obviously they're going to have a prepayment penalty, but we figure we'd rather have something safer or something where we've got more equity in it. So we're not overly leveraged because I know a lot of guys are having a hard time who need to refinance, but can't because they got 80% debt. And then they financed all the rehab on the property. So no lender can really refinance them anymore. Yeah. Taking on a steep penalty for the sake of fixing and a low interest rate for 10 years in hindsight, looks like the right mistake to make now, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. There's still people who are rolling the dice a little bit, but I'm not really there right now. What about from an NOI perspective? Kudos to you all for getting the fixed rate debt. I'm a boring Midwesterner. I've always been a fan of fixed rate debt. Getting down to the bottom dollar, the NOI of each of your properties, where have you seen the most fluctuation in the past couple of quarters thus far in 2023 and late 2022? I guess part of the question is how late were you seeing those solid rent increases that we all experienced? And then which of your expenses have you seen go up with inflation and other factors? 
really the worst has been with our two loans, even though we're not fixed rate debt. Obviously, those loans have gone up a bit, even with our rate cap insurance. That's taken a little bite out of the NOI. Luckily, part of why I still love Dallas and why we've invested there is while the rest of the country, it seems like rents have really plateaued, CoStar is still predicting some rent growth there, maybe even 5% per year over the next several years. So that's you know why that is? low down from where it was. <laughs> of course, but do you know why that is that they're still projecting 5% rent growth? I'm assuming it's because people are moving in and businesses are moving in. And that's why. Do you know something I don't? <laughs> yeah, if I did, maybe I'd be investing in Dallas instead of here where I am. Yeah. It's a good spot. Well, here, Columbus is growing at times. So you said you do the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio. Columbus has seen some expansive growth for yeah. sure. We'll get back to the show. But first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Are you looking to raise money from private investors to buy commercial real estate? SyndicationAttorneys.com is here to guide you every step of the way. At SyndicationAttorneys.com, they do more so you can do more. They create real estate syndication and fund offering documents, but they also educate you on the ins and outs of raising private money, ensure your offerings comply with securities laws, and help you structure fair deals with investors so everybody wins. With reasonable lump sum fees and over $2.75 billion in securities offerings created, syndicationattorneys.com has the expertise you need. But that's not all. Syndicationattorneys.com also offers weekly attorney-led masterminds, networking, and strategy sessions through their pre-syndication consulting agreements. To learn more, visit syndicationattorneys.com today to get started. This offer is not available to Florida residents. What have the biggest struggles been thus far with your Texas deals? Like I said, I think it's just keeping occupancy up. December always gets a little weird, but you know how it is. Whenever you buy a property, you've got a bunch of people that you find out. You have a lot of people you need to move out. So I think just stabilizing has been interesting and keeping occupancy where it needs to be, keeping it in the 90% range. So we've had some dips here and there, but most of our properties are staying up about in that range. And honestly, we're kind of ahead of schedule as far as our NOI growth on several of our properties. Even with inflation fluctuations in interest rate for a couple of your properties, insurance, I imagine in most of your properties, you said you're still outpacing the projected NOI growth. Yeah. Our rent is still going up in a pretty healthy manner. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So let me ask then, you've had some of these properties for almost three years now with a targeted three to five year hold period. Are you thinking to sell here soon? Are you thinking to hold longer term? And what is playing into that decision right now? Well, we actually considered with one of ours where we are pretty well ahead of where we thought we'd be with our NOI. We considered selling now. We're not sure what the end of this year is going to look like. It may be a great buying opportunity. It may not be the best time to sell. So that's really what we've hit as well as where interest rates are. It's definitely keeping buyers from being able to pay what we would want to sell for. Just like on the buying end, as we've looked, we've discovered, I mean, on the selling end, that impacts us too. So I would say We've considered it, but we're probably not selling anything yet. And that's kind of the beauty of it is we've prepared all our investors for a five-year hold. So 
that's probably what we're going to continue. Plus, to you're still forward. staring down some prepayment penalties. Yeah. On our fixed rate debt, some of those are ones that we've acquired recently. So we probably will be holding on to those for a little bit. Nice. Well, Nathan, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Yeah. Excellent. What is the best ever book you recently read? I just read at the beginning of the year, Beyond Positive Thinking by Dr. Robert Anthony. It's a great book. And there are even things that kind of highlighted where we go through school, told to just do everything a certain way. And then we get out into life and realize we maybe have to be more creative. (laughs) We may have to push our limits a little bit and aim for something higher. So that book has been really influential for both my wife and I. Nice. What is your best ever way to give back? My best ever way to give back. We started before we got into real estate. We worked with Young Life in Guatemala City and started Young Life there. It's like a ministry to high school kids. So we really love to give to Young Life and have supported that ministry and and other friends that we met while we were doing that ministry in other areas of the world. That's awesome. Nathan, on the commercial multifamily you have acquired, what is the biggest mistake you've made and the best ever lesson that resulted from it? The biggest mistake we made was on a deal that luckily didn't go through. <laughs> so, and well, that <laughs> Nathan, I have to say that's part of the reason. Well, let's hear the story, but I may also yeah. want to hear another mistake. Well, we went into a potential partnership with knowing one of the partners really well and not knowing the other ones really well. And over time, it became clear that one partner wasn't as above board as we thought. So let's put it that way. So we feel really blessed and like God was taking care of us because that one didn't end up going through and it taught us a huge lesson. So now when we get on a deal, we are very selective in who we'll partner with. And honestly, all the folks we partner with now, we know really well from being part of a community of investors where we've been able to get to know them real well. And, nice. uh, and yeah, what about the- that's been our biggest lesson. What about the biggest mistake you've made on a property you actually did acquire and the best ever lesson that resulted? The biggest mistake, I think, on one of our properties, we switched property managers sooner. If you see that your manager's not hitting your goals, then you've got to be willing, even if it's a pain in the butt, to have to switch to a new company. You've got to be willing to do it. So I think that was the biggest mistake we probably made so far. On that note, what is your best ever advice? Oh, that's a great question. Best ever advice. I think investing in scale is really the way that you need to go. It's amazing how real estate provides you such a wonderful opportunity to invest in an asset that's potentially safe as long as you have the right guardrails (laughs) and your criteria for choosing it. And that's what I love about investing in multifamily is it's just given us an opportunity to have a big business that's sellable like I realized I didn't have my residential real estate sales business. And it's so much better than you've got a duplex and your sewer line breaks and there goes your profit for a year or more. So with 100 units, if one unit goes down, then you've still got 99 other units that are paying the bills and really bringing you cash flow. So I think scaling up in real estate is probably the best advice I can give to anybody. Last question, where can people get in touch with you? Yeah, you can go to our website. We actually have a giveaway to your listeners. If you go to the 
wealthbuildingtrifecta.com. And we've got a giveaway about investing in multifamily that can help folks learn how to make sure they've got those guardrails and protections on their own investing in multifamily. Nice. And that link is in the show notes. Nathan, thank you. Best ever listeners, thank you as well for tuning in. If you've gained value from this episode, please do subscribe to our show. Leave us a five-star review and share this episode with a friend you know we can add value to through our episode today. Thank you and have a best ever day. Thanks, Logan. Appreciate you having us on. Hi, best ever listeners. Joe Fairless here again. And one last thing before you go, would you like to receive a short weekly email with proven tips from experienced investors, free tools and resources, and a roundup of the week's most relevant news and best ever content? Well, if so... Join the community of nearly 15,000 commercial real estate passive and active investors who receive the best ever newsletter. Just go to bestevercre.com forward slash access and you'll get the very next one. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, thank you for listening and have a best ever day.